Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Pastor Mai and welcome along to Spotlight. This evening we're speaking to local illustrator Joe Davies, whose work is currently on display at the Manx Museum as part of the Story from Stone exhibition. Illustrator, author and academic Joe Davies is our guest on this week's programme. I met Joe at the Manx Museum where the exhibition Story from Stone is running until the middle of next month. Now Story from Stone is a project based around Belor Church in Ramsey where once upon a time people who were considered strangers to the island were buried. The church is now a private residence but the graveyard tells stories from around the world. So we did catch up with Vicky and Kim a while ago um, when they when they were doing the performance about Story from Stone, and my understanding of their relationship is that um, Vicky does a lot of the research, finds out details about these people's lives, and Kim creates stories with them. So it's kind of a mixture of fact, things that they've been able to verify um, through Vicky's research and also adding colour, imagining what these people's lives might have been uh, in those times. And what you've done is given us visuals to enjoy where we can really kind of, yeah, we get a much better feel for how these lives might have been. How, how did you get involved in the project in the first place? So uh, the authors approached me because they, um, they wanted one uh, kind of character or one image that would be used used by them when they do um, their kind of acting reading sort of sessions and the idea was in the end to have one silhouette that would maybe kind of encapsulate the essence of the book but as we got going on the projects they wrote more I got more interested it just unraveled and unwound and it turned out that I did sort of 40 illustrations for a book of which in this exhibition there are 11 of them as silhouettes and the book obviously contains more silhouettes and really, I suppose each story opened up its, its own opportunity to encapsulate some aspect of the lives of those amazing people who were living you know, more than 100 years ago now and to kind of, uh, I think you said, kind of put some flesh on the bones, really, to kind of breathe life into those characters. And my uh, kind of role, really, as an illustrator was to offer a different perspective of that, to complement the way that they'd written and to dif- offer a kind of visual perspective on that. So that from the beginning, there was always the idea that there would be these... Uh, three-dimensional kind of characters that in a kind of reading situation or alongside the stories would prompt sort of uh, interaction from the audience that they would imagine what was um, kind of happening in those people's lives and which would conjure up really a sense of the spirit of that person in a physical form. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in this exhibition there are 11 different people each with different lives and the the images which are life-size are meant to really encapsulate some aspect of that person's being really and to kind of celebrate that and to honour that and really it's been a privilege to bring them back to life so that the people can think of them and be part of the lives that they had. Because I know Ramsey is a small town, the Isle of Man is a small island, it's incredible how many stories there are to tell and how how much this project has grown as well. I mean a humble little churchyard um, in, on the, the outskirts of Ramsey to think that there are so many people with so many stories which otherwise we'd never know anything about and 
it's quite it's almost quite sad really that yeah. we we haven't known who these people are and yet there's so much to know yeah i think that's been uh, one of the exciting things about the books really that people who are buried in graveyards wherever that might be uh, there's no real sense of the lives that they had and the relationships that they had and the emotions that they felt so really in the writing that is really expressed and as an illustrator really i wanted to connect that energy as well and to create a different kind of energy and yeah you're you're right that this is a small island and it's easy to think that not very much might happen maybe but actually they show that in in little lives a lot can happen and that those little kind of brief lives that are transient and don't last very long can still make a massive impact that really still now is present with us and in a way it's bringing some of that to the present again to remind us of that and that it's really about the sense of the heritage that a person can leave behind and the traces and the little fragments of their being which might seem quite insignificant can be keys really to unlock a whole kind of story and a whole kind of person and really we wanted to sort of bring some of that out again to remind ourselves really of the value of people and their lives even even children babies who were born and died really to kind of honor that little existence that they had and to sort of give that a kind of more concrete presence and that's why it's been so exciting to do it really because Part of that is an imaginative interpretation and part of it is actually, as you say, the historical research which has got some real kind of bones, if you like, and the imagination is the flesh on those bones and that's what I'm part of really, that kind of creative interpretation of the facts to kind of put a different sort of slant on it. But hopefully we've captured the truth of these people but also kind of evoke a kind of personal, uh, emotive kind of human response as well. For sure, and I think you have because um, reading some of the stories of these people these characters are so relatable um you know these people may have lived hundreds of years ago and yet the um the struggles they face um the worries they have their relationships the directions their lives go in um, sometimes unexpectedly there's just so much we can relate to even in modern times and these um the illustrations that you've done have kind of been upscaled um, as you say, they are life-size and they're these beautiful silhouette cutouts and within each silhouette are images um, which relate to the individual's life, their story, places they might have been, things they would have seen, people they loved. Um, it's, such, it's such a beautiful way to, um, to share their story, their journey. Um, while recognising who they were as, as, as a person as well. Yeah, the, um, well, in the Victorian era, before photography, the whole idea of silhouettes was very common. And at that time, um, it was kind of quite usual, if you couldn't afford to have a kind of portrait painted, that you would pay somebody to cut out a silhouette of your face. And those, they were usually black or kind of painted in black um, paint onto a surface and really as a viewer uh, after that person had died you had to kind of re- remember or imagine what that person's life was like so really these silhouettes borrow from that idea that a silhouette can convey quite a lot about somebody's life but really that we have to add something ourselves to really get a sense of what that person was like and historically as well um, shadows have um, had a menacing aspect to them people think their shadow is ghostly maybe or maybe kind of a a frightening uh, aspect to shadows and like symbolically a shadow is often meant to kind of represent the alter ego the dark side of us the things that we try to suppress but in this context the idea of the shadow is the idea of life which is encapsulated in a kind of fleeting way 
the idea that is the shadow real or is it kind of only there for while the light's there and it might shift and in a way that's kind of part of how we remember people that our memories shift there's no kind of reality of that about that person it's the, the the feelings that we bring to our memories the way that we remember our time spent with somebody or the the way that we think about their life from our perspective so the the whole idea of the three-dimensionality and them having big shadows and being cut out is all kind of to represent that idea that us now in this time, you know, 100, 150 years on, we're bringing a different sense of interpretation to those people and that really we're keeping them alive in a kind of really important way by thinking about them and by honouring their lives and enjoying thinking about the kind of relationships they had and the things that they achieved. So the, the shadows become part of the exhibition as our shadows are as part of the exhibition because when you stand here your own shadows are projected on the people as well and that's meant to be part of it that we're, we're part of that process of kind of adding to those people's lives from this perspective. So, uh, so it's always meant to be a kind of an installation thing, a performance thing that we're kind of part of these people's histories now and obviously for these people they're uh, they're kind of forebearers are alive, they're in different countries, some of them still live on the Isle of Man. And it's honouring that as well, that people die, but they live on in lots of different ways. So it's a, it's a celebration of life, really, and a celebration of our own lives and a recognition of the transience of life. And that's really pertinent to now with all the COVID and, you know, people afraid of their own kind of destinies, really. And it's just to say, you know, life is fleeting, but actually it can have amazing things happen in that life. And let's remember that. And and kind of really, you know, kind of love the fact that history has given us that opportunity to kind of build on our the people who went before us. Yeah. Totally, I, like, uh, I think that's such a lovely way to um, enjoy all this. Gosh, there's so much going on in the background, isn't there? Um, <laughs> I think what's good as well is obviously this is probably the only exhibition that's opened in the UK and probably the only exhibition that you can come and spend time and not have to worry about moving close to things. And when I was here the other day, there were little children behind the sculptures and interacting with each other. And that's part of it as well. You know, even that's kind of part of the symbol of it that we're, you know, don't be afraid of the people that went before you and, you know, think about them and what's your story what's your the people who went before you you know what about your family tree and what about the history of your granny or your auntie so hopefully it will stimulate discussion about people's stories in their own lives and what kind of things would be on your silhouette you know what what kind of things will you have to sum you up in your life and it's you know that's kind of thinking about ourselves as well as thinking about other people that's such an interesting thought like what would be in your silhouette like yeah. what a lovely thought to to ponder on Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. You're listening to Spotlight with me, Sarah Hendy, and today we're talking to illustrator Jo Davies about her part in the Story from Stone exhibition at the Manx Museum. We also find out just how she operates as a creative. Visually, your illustrations, there's a really ethereal quality to them. What, what, are, your, what are your references? What are your starting points when you, when you begin a project? Are you, um, how, do you, how do you put your first mark on that sometimes terrifying blank piece of paper? I think what's um, interesting about this process is the drawings are about A4, which is not very big. It's about the size of a fo- photocopy from a normal printer. And then they're enlarged quite big here, so that it's quite a different perspective. And so for me, it's quite a surprise to see how they actually turned out when they're printed big. They had to be touched up a little bit when they kind of came from the printers. So I say, they're so clear. Yeah, There's something that's been are. enlarged from a, an A4 
um, drawing, it's it's yeah. amazing the there's quality always, of the printing. Yeah, there's always a little bit of anxiety about whether or not they would work no. or not, and they're slightly kind of washed out because of the lights on them. But actually, that I think that contributes to the ethereal quality. And the, the little guy who's kind of little boy who's levitating through the air. You know that that is kind of to sort of suggest this kind of ghostly quality, and that you know they're real but they're not real, and you know are they there or are they not there? And I think that's one t one of the things that kind of you know when I was drawing, I was really conscious of kind of conveying a narrative in the people, but really the people were outlines, and the, is it about the person or is it about the story inside of it? And it, in the end, it's like a snapshot of those people's lives, and they're kind of. Uh, kind of you know it's the person's there and they're not there and that, that's kind of when I was drawing I was really conscious of that how they have to work as silhouettes because they have to cast shadows and the shadows have to be distinctive so that was one of my main objectives but also to make sure that those internal kind of interior images were still rich enough that people would want to try and understand what was in the stories and there are sort of metaphors in them and little kind of things which are related to the history of the time or an, an episode in that person's life so Hopefully they will be read by the audience and each person will take their own sort of thing from them, really. They're meant to stand alone. I think at Christmas, the, this figure here, Jane Murray, the kind of, uh, kind of quite creepy sort of woman on a, on a rocking chair reading the Christmas carol, you know, it's quite dark, it's quite menacing, but actually she was reading that book on her husband's deathbed and the book is uh, The Christmas Carol. It's all about the happiness of Christmas and the richness of uh, kind of the food and her life was quite poor and humble so it's really that kind of contrast really of kind of trying to lose yourself in a, in a book and trying to kind of immerse yourself in the story when actually the world is going on and you know life and death it's a cycle so they, they, they can exist on their own as well as collectively each one is kind of focused on each person and I think each person when we were writing when they write the stories when I was illustrated became like our obsession at that time and it's like living with that person and trying to bring that person into our lives and to give them a life of their own really so I think that's when I was drawing that's kind of investing my own kind of little bit of love for them really in, in the drawings as well but I mean I, you know, I love drawing that's my thing really and I love kind of colour and so the ethereal thing is probably my kind of slightly ethereal head <laughs> maybe but the, the, the kind of ghostiness of my work I think suits the kind of ghostiness of this but I really like John Hannah is a really powerful character and he's he uh, worked on the ships loading coal and things onto the ships and um, you know, the symbol of that is that the coal is falling off the, the spade and, you know, he fell off the ship and drowned in Ramsey Harbour. And the weekend that he died, I think three people died in Ramsey Harbour that uh, weekend falling off ships. And that's an amazing thing. You know, Ramsey, that, if you go to Ramsey now, it looks like that still. Not exactly those kind of boats, but obviously, you know, it was, it was quite a troubled time, wasn't it? People lived with death in the same way that people are living with death now, you know. It was kind of much more pervasive. And I think it's easy to think, oh, well, you know, in those days you had 14 children, so you wouldn't miss one. But actually, no, that sense of people's preciousness is, like, still there. You know, I think now people are probably really realising that, that... You know, when people die, it really impacts heavily on people's families and lives and the emotional kind of pain of that. You know, I think that does come through some of the drawings as well, that there's a sadness here and a poignancy, but also it's meant to be about a celebration. But well, he's great because he's a great big man and I'm obviously not a great big man, so it's quite nice doing sometimes delicate ladies and great big kind of strong men because it's that idea of different characters it's kind of trying to get in the body of a different person literally you know because I'm not big and I'm not a man so to kind of embody that person for a while is quite a exciting thing as, a, as an illustrator to do that.
In terms of the layout, how did you decide how you're going to set this up? Because like you say, it's lovely to think that um, young people might sort of be weaving in and out of the silhouettes and um, this little fella here is suspended in the air. It's, it feels very interactive. Um, how, how did this come about? What was, the, what was the thread you followed for this? Well, I think the, the, the model of the church was created by um, Helen Unsworth and my husband Peter Davies. It's kind of really this went to the starting point because the, all the figures are based on the graves which are in this deconsecrated church. And so each figure really kind of emanates from that. That's the kind of uh, the trail around, really. There's no kind of chronological order to it. We just looked at how shapes and people related to each other, really, to get diver diversity it's about the kind of the range of people that you meet in the world and their different social backgrounds and they are um, from different times and different eras although there's about 100 years altogether the spectrum of time but uh, you know different kind of some of kind of high level culturally in society maybe and some are much more humble so to try and kind of uh, create diversity and show that through the exhibition as well and the, the, the shadows are really part of that and to try and make sure the, the shadow's connected because there is quite an overlap in people's lives. I mean, even like as you go down the street, you don't know whose path you're crossing. And that's really part of it as well, that the overlaps of people's lives, sometimes it's that they're actually related to each other or that later down in their kind of ancestors, there's some connection that's made. So um, really kind of to have them close enough that there are, is a sense of intertwining and kind of combination and the kind of, you know, where lives end and when where lives start is part of that sort of visual ambition of the of the show really. Mm. Kate King at the museum had a really great team of uh, technicians as well who worked really hard on making sure that the shadows were right, the lighting was right and we did wonder that when people came in they might think it's a bit dark and a bit kind of um, melancholic maybe but I, I think I think people quite enjoy that sort of slightly um, ethereal quality about mm. it. I think they are quite ghostly because of that and striking as well. I wanted it to be dramatic yeah. and to kind of make an impact. And yet it's 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 really quite serene. It's a lovely, peaceful little route. Well, most, I say that, but um, it's quite an exciting day at the museum. And it's lovely to have it buzzing um, the way it is. But it is a lovely little, um, a lovely little room in the museum, and the, the wooden panelled walls really work well with it. I mean, it's just it's such a great setup. Um, and it's worth saying that people can enjoy these these illustrations, the stories, getting to know these characters who lived in the Isle of Man um, and are buried at Buller Chapel um, in the book. Yeah, yeah. So that is one way of meeting more of the characters, more of the people um, from these stories. Um, though it is wonderful to see them in you know, such high definition, so big up close. Um, if people wanted to get hold of a copy of the book and research further, explore, where, where would they go? Yeah, so the book's available in the museum shops across the island. It's available in the Brig Bridge bookshops as well and the Snug in Ramsey. Um, also, there's a Story from Stone Facebook page and every day the authors post some aspect of their historical research. So there are quite interesting stories that they put up every day as a result of that. So it's a kind of evolving project. Next week at the museum here, there are going to be some workshops with children from schools and there are going to be actors here as well, acting some of the roles of the characters. So uh, there are performances ongoing which are planned, which are... Uh, kind of to keep it alive really, to keep these people alive and when the Grove Museum opens, in the, when the season opens again, the figures are going to be placed in the environment of the Grove Museum oh. so people in the north can go and see them in their actual house and the garden so we're hoping to take them out as well into kind of the quayside in Ramsey and have them um, in the environments that would have been appropriate to their lives and what they would have done in their lives so 
uh, yeah, the book's available. You can buy it as an e-book through Amazon as well. Um, and but kind of keep looking out really because there will be ongoing events and performances around the book and the kind of characters and stories of the book. And we're really grateful to the Arts Council and to Culture Fanning because really without them it wouldn't have been able to go ahead because the book. Uh, obviously, they were they were kind of sponsored by Culture Vining, and that made that book really worthwhile. And the Arts Council were fabulous; they gave the money for the, the uh, figures here. And really, without those, you know, it, it would have been a very different um, project altogether. So we're so grateful that we've been able to create the impact that we have. And you know, it's a really good thing for us to do for the island. It, I mean, it's Ramsey, obviously, this churchyard, but these are people from the Isle of Man, and I think everybody's proud of that. Really, that it's kind of an international story about local local folk so hopefully it will have an international impact as well yeah well yeah and it'd be lovely to see it and yeah imagining uh, seeing mr hannay was he called <laughs> down on ramsey quayside is a is a lovely thought um sort of to to go back to the beginning to finish something you said at the start about shadows and the transience of life you said that um just before i hit the record button you said that there was a particular quote from hamlet which had really set the cogs in motion and helped you realise um, the, this project. Yeah, well, so uh, I think throughout history, uh, people have been fascinated with shadows and what they mean and where they come from. And uh, in the Bible, I think there was quite a lot of interpretation of the, the shadow as a sign of life and uh, kind of a symbol of life. But in Hamlet, um, Shakespeare kind of wrote this quote, which I think like really sort of seems to summarise the perspective of the shadows behind the silhouettes. And he says, Out, out, brief candle, life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage, and then he's heard no more. It's a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. So what he's saying, really, is that our lives are just like fleeting shadows, but actually that the measure of those, the impact of them, is still vast and huge. So even though they are transient and fleeting, and they're there, but they're not there, the, the, those lives still can have a massive impact and it's, that's what we're really kind of focusing on the transients but the kind of endurance of people really in, in our lives gosh i wonder what um these characters would think of their stories being told hundreds of years later thank you so much oh, for your thank time you. thank great. you you can see the story from stone exhibition at the manx museum until the 14th of march and as joe mentioned if you find these tales as fascinating as i do Join the Facebook group and get hold of a copy of the book. It really is amazing how many fascinating stories there are to tell about just a handful of people who lived on the island many years ago. Thanks to Joe for talking to us today. And don't forget that you can get in touch anytime with information about creative happenings from around the island. Just email spotlight at manxradio.com. That's all we have time for this week, but join me again next Wednesday when we'll be speaking to Northern players Chloe Derrin about their upcoming performance. Have a lovely creative week. Slen you. Slen you.